Hey there, and welcome to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. Brent Mutis here from BCHL Communications, and in today's show we have three guests and we'll cover a wide range of topics, but first we'll get you up to speed with the action in the Chevrolet BCHL playoffs. The Victoria Grizzlies were the first team to get through round one as they defeated the Alberni Valley Bulldogs four games to zero. And with wins on Thursday night, the Prince George Spruce Kings and the Powell River Kings are also moving on. PG downed the Coquitlam Express in Game 5, while the Kings handled the Nanaimo Clippers in a Game 5 triumph as well. What that means is the Island Finals are set, and once again, it will be the Victoria Grizzlies staring down the Powell River Kings in what has become one of the best rivalries in the BCHL. That series will start on March 15th. Prince George awaits the winner of the Langley Riverman Chilliwack Chiefs series as the Chiefs have pushed back with a pair of wins after falling behind 3-0 in the best of seven. In the interior, it's a real mixed bag, but the big news is the Cowichan Valley Capitals, as the crossover number eight seed, have taken a 3-1 lead on the Penticton Vs, while the number seven trail Smoke Eaters lead the Merritt Centennials 3-1 as well. Check bchl.ca for the playoff bracket and all the latest. Into our first interview now, and we'll go to Langley, where, as mentioned, the Rivermen got out to a 3-0 series lead on Chilliwack. A big reason for that is the seven goals off the stick of Mark Gallant, who had 10 for the entire regular season. The Massachusetts product says while the Rivermen are a number four seed in their division, they've made a commitment to each other that's paying dividends on the ice. You know, we're kind of just, over the past couple of weeks, our team's kind of really gotten close together, and been playing a really good team game and the pucks have kind of just been finding me in the right spots and uh, I've just been been able to bury them but you know our line me you know me Adigan and Ethan Lane you know we've been playing really well together over the past couple weeks and they've been giving me a puck and I've just been putting it home you were able to chip in I think 10 goals in the regular season so you're like 70% of the way towards your regular season total already here in the playoffs in four games is this kind of the player that you envision yourself being like a, a real top line offensive producer when when you're at your best yeah absolutely you know I think when the puck you know find me in the right spot it's just a no brainer you know I just bury him and uh, you know over the course of the year you know you have ups and downs but I've been We're talking with Mark Gallant from the Langley Rivermen. Uh, I was going through the box scores a little bit, Mark, and uh, and one of the players I've noticed uh, kind of chipping in uh, and setting up some of your goals is Daniel Ladigan. He's a guy that uh, flew a bit under the radar this year. Um, he's a guy that's been able to get on uh, the setup end of some of your goals. What can you say about his play to start the playoffs as well? Uh, it's been pretty good. You know, I think he's a really fast player, and uh, he's been one of our older guys, so he's been taking on more of a leadership role, and uh, I think he realizes it's playoffs, and everyone needs to step up their game, and he's done so, so far, you know, he's been able to just, you know, find little seeds to give me the puck, and the chemistry's building, so it's just working out pretty well. So seven goals and uh, seven points to start the uh, the playoffs here in four games. You think you might mix in an assist at some point, or uh, how, are you, how are you looking on that end? <laughs> you know, just have a couple feeds every game, you know, you know the player doesn't always like bury, but, you know, just got to keep playing the game the right way and doing the right things, and, you know, the assist will come. 
kind of just giving you a hard time on that one. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that will come. Keep plugging. So uh, I know that you and the, the team under uh, Bobby Henderson have been doing a lot of video this week. Uh, the Chiefs that you're playing in the first round here, Chilliwack, obviously the top seed overall in the playoffs, managed to push back with a win on Tuesday night. Um, what have you seen on the tape as far as adjustments they may be making or what are you feeling out there on the ice in terms of, you know, their pride and their ability not to just roll over and go away? Uh, you know, coming in the game, you know, I think we just kind of took it for granted, you know, and uh, from our perspective, you know, we kind of just gave it to them. We didn't play our best game and the Chiefs, you know, they're the best team in the league and they're just going to capitalize. So we got to come out, play a full 60 and if we play a full 60, then I think we've got a good chance to win. You guys did go to, to double overtime in the game in Chilliwack where you were able to score the winning goal. And that was a game where Braden Fleming, your goalie, I think made he faced 53 shots, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a guy that's, you know, night in, night out all year, giving you guys a chance to win. Uh, maybe not the most heralded goalie. But how do you guys feel looking back there and seeing with him, seeing him in the crease? It's just nothing but confidence right now. You know, he's kind of just been... You know, brick one, like some of the saves we're making have been unbelievable. And, you know, he puts it out there every game and gives us the best chance to win, so I couldn't ask for more. Now, uh, by the time this podcast goes to air, you'll have already played game five. Um, what's something you keep in mind or maybe a message that you'll be taking into that game um, that's kind of a key to victory type of uh, thought process for your team? Um, for me, it's just, you know, the mission is the most important thing. You know, it doesn't matter you as an individual it just matters about winning the game and uh, whatever you can do to help the team you know you got to do it you got to do your job and you know for me personally you know it's just don't overcomplicate things keep it simple get pocket deep and just grind out that's Langley Riverman forward Mark Gallant whose team faces a game six meeting with Chilliwack Friday night in Langley on to the BCHL player of the week now and the first recipient in the playoffs is Victoria Grizzlies forward Alexander Campbell the BCHL Rookie of the Year racked up three goals and three assists in the opening two games against Alberni Valley, which helped Victoria to a series sweep. Campbell was a guest on TSN 1040 Radio this week with hosts Matt Sakaris and Blake Price, and they started out discussing the Quebec natives' stellar rookie season, playing a long way from home. Well, just tell us about your year in the BCHL, because you come a long way to play here, and boy, has it been a good year for you. Yeah, I mean, coming from Montreal, it's, it's kind of on the, uh, the other side of the country. So coming down here was, was obviously a tough decision, but uh, definitely not regretting it, that's for sure. Well, I was going to say Montreal's a long way, but of course your teammate there, Newhook, he came from all the way St. John's. Like, what's yeah, going it's a on? a short jaunt for you, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what's going on in Victoria? <laughs> We're attracting players from all over the country. Montreal and St. John's, I'm sure you guys have, uh, have bonded over that or have talked about that over the course of the year. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's another hour and a half uh, difference in time change. So uh, yeah, he's uh, it's been great having him around. I got to, got to know him a little more over the summer. He was down in Montreal training, so uh, it was nice knowing him uh, coming to the team this year. How often have you guys played on the same line together? Oof, uh, I think we got started playing together early on in the season. We kind of stuck together and. Uh, we got split up a bit uh, near the end of the season, but uh, 
since we're back in playoffs, uh, we've uh, we've been uh, back together. Yeah, two nothing series lead on the Alberni Valley Bulldogs game three tomorrow in Port Alberni. Uh, you're playing with your older brother too, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So when I wasn't playing with uh, with Alex, I was back in the line with my brother, and uh, we've played together a lot growing up. So uh, we definitely have some pretty good chemistry going on. So he paved the way for you to come out here. What was it? I'll, I won't ask your reason because that's a pretty good reason to come play with your brother again. Why did he choose the BCHL? I mean, uh, I think it's mostly for uh, for exposure. I mean, coming out here, it's kind of the best uh, best junior A hockey in Canada. So coming out here and playing against the best competition while still having that eligibility to play college was, uh, was a very attracting uh, factor. What did uh, mom and dad and the Campbell family think about their babies coming so far away to pursue the hockey dream? <laughs> yeah, well, last year uh, I was in a prep school, so it was about two hours away from home. So kind of it's kind of a start. We'd be home every second week. So it's kind of a start of uh, living away from home. And obviously this year's a, a bigger step, kind of couple months before heading back home seeing them so uh it was tough uh tough for them a little but uh i mean it's for the best so uh they're supporting us uh, all, all the way through well and the fact of the matter is is uh come next year you're going to be within a nice tidy drive uh of your folks in chateau quebec you're heading off to clarkson university it is a school that has produced amongst others willie mitchell of vancouver island former of vancouver canuck why uh why Clarkson, Alex, and does the proximity to home have anything to do with it? Yeah, definitely uh, being close to home is uh, will be really, really nice. And it was definitely a factor. I mean, being close to home is really, really fun. And having the folks come down to watch is obviously really special. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of the first team that ever spoke to me NCAA-wise. And, uh, I mean, went to go visit kind of fell in love uh fell in love with the camp it's a smaller school but the coaching staff was great and uh, i loved their mindset and how the team played so it was kind of everything kind of worked out and fell into place so kind of a no-brainer decision when it when it came down to actually deciding we're with alexander campbell forward with the victoria grizzlies on the bchl report I mentioned the two nothing series lead uh you just got the three goals and three assists in the two games Are you planning on contributing in game three <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, been uh, some high scoring games. Yeah, so. must be. That's unbelievable, yeah. man. Congratulations! Yeah, it's a great start. It's nice. I think it's yeah, games like you. that. It's games like that, Alexander, that have got people's attention. You were you were probably going to get drafted as of you know people's opinions in September and October. People were on the bubble, but yeah, he's probably going to get drafted. Heck, you're forty second on central uh, scouting for among the North American skaters right now. That's got to have skewed now where your own expectations are about June's draft. Are you, are you, uh, are about the 2019 draft? What, what are your expectations for the NHL draft now, do you think? Yeah, well, obviously at the beginning of the year, I didn't really have any expectations. I wasn't on any of those lists. So uh, starting to hear my name and seeing my name on those lists is obviously a little surreal and, um, I mean, I still don't think I have really any expectations uh, going into the draft. I'm not too, too worried about if I'll go or where I'll go if it happens. And just kind of going out there and playing hard for the rest of the playoffs and hopefully hopefully win a, a title. Well, let me ask you this, Alexander. Uh, would you come out to BC, back to BC, to attend the draft with the family here in June? Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit recently uh, with our family advisor and obviously my parents. And, 
it's it's very tempting, but uh, we're still not exactly too too sure if uh, if we'll make the trip down yet. All right. Uh, well, lastly, you've come a heck of a long way to play junior A hockey. Uh, is it worthwhile? Tell us uh, whether you feel like uh, this was the best move for you. Yeah, honestly, coming down here was uh, was a little nerve wracking. So far away from home, and uh, you don't exactly know what to expect either. But so far, it's it's been definitely worth it. I don't think there's uh, any better spot to be than uh, than out here in Victoria. And uh, exposure-wise, too, it's it's helped a ton. I don't think playing on any other team would have helped me any more than uh, than what the Grizzlies have this year and this season. So definitely no regrets at all, and I'm uh, very happy to be out here. Well, great stuff. Thank you for spending some time with us, young man. We wish you the best in the playoffs and in the draft, and we will catch up down the road. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, guys. That was Victoria Grizzlies forward Alexander Campbell earlier this week on TSN 1040 with Matt Sakaris and Blake Price. Time for a quick break now, but we'll be back to the podcast right after this. At Subway, we're all about making it what you want, even when we're advertising our new $4 Mighty Melts. My piggy bank wants to do it again. Of course he does. Subway's new $4 Mighty Melts are the best. Like the 100% Canadian seasoned turkey with melted cheesiness on a toasted ciabatta bun for just $4. I'm so full of savings, my human's going to need another piggy bank. I hope it's a lady piggy. For a limited time only at participating restaurants, excludes extras plus tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Get yourself a $4 Mighty Melt at Subway today. Welcome back to the podcast. Into our final segment now, and it's on a sad note that we heard of the passing this week of former Surrey Eagles owner Cliff Annable, a big personality, a huge community presence in Surrey, and a major factor in the Eagles' success in the late 1990s. Annable was a BCHL honorary lifetime member and was planning to see his 1998 Eagles team inducted into the BC Hockey Hall of Fame this summer. We caught up with a longtime friend of his, and another huge influence on the BCHL himself in former Eagles governor Ronnie Patterson, a former BCHL player and owner himself. Patterson took the time this week to share some stories of his friend and help us honor his memory. Yeah, you know what, Brent? He was a tremendous character, and I look back, and uh, when we were involved with the Eagles from an ownership perspective, I often would sit down with him and, and have coffee and use him as a sounding board, and he was very regarded. Um, one of the things that I took a lot of pride in is that when he articulated the fact about leadership, and he vehemently would tell me that um, he what was important to him as an owner was that he empowered all his people. In other words, managers um, were to manage and coaches were to coach, and uh, he was the owner. And so uh, he really had the confidence in various people within his organization, and he took a lot of pride in that. Now, he was, uh, he was really heavily involved with the Eagles during the 1990s, and, of course, they went to back-to-back RBC Cups. They, they won the title, the whole thing, in 1998. Um, and and that's, that's a team that's going to be inducted into the BC Hockey Hall of Fame this coming summer. That's something that he must have been very proud of. Yes, um, he was. Um, it was something that um, I had a chance to have talked with him about 10 days ago and a chance to reflect in terms of that achievement. And uh, again, he was a real team player. And uh, as much as he took a lot of personal pride in that accomplishment, uh, he was more proud of the fact that his players 
BC Hockey Hall of Fame, and it was something that he they took a lot of personal pride. And I know that he reached out to numerous players between then and now, and I'm so grateful that he had a chance to do that. In a, in a hockey perspective, is there a, a story that often comes to mind uh, that kind of illustrates who he was, or a favorite story you have that maybe shows how passionate he was about Sir Eagles and hockey? Well, he, as you know, it's, a, it's quite often a tough economic model that we uh, um, endure in the BC Hockey League, and uh, he would often say that uh, um, you know he was committed to the exercise, he was committed to the process, and it didn't matter how much money he was going to lose. Uh, he was going to continue to uh, be engaged and involved in the, in the South Surrey Eagles at the time, and um, he was—he had, had a vision, and he wanted to win the RBC Cup, and he, he was able to do that. But um, he was a real character, and, and uh, we would, um, over the years, sit down and use him as a sounding board, and um, he always um, had an opinion. He was never short of a chance to talk, and he loved, he was passionate. He was a guy that was very, very committed and dedicated to our community, and he was somebody that really tried to make a difference both on the ice and off the ice. In, in some of what I've been finding out this week about Cliff and just uh, doing a little bit of research on, on his life and some of the reaction to it, I understand he did a lot of work in the community. And I know yourself, Ronnie, have done a lot of work, particularly for kids sport, which he was uh, heavily involved in. What can you tell us about his involvement and the difference he made via the kids sport charity? Yeah, he was, again, very committed to making a difference. He wanted to make sure that um, every child in our community had a chance to play organized sport, uh, when otherwise their family may not, may not have had the, the economics to achieve that. And so he was very committed to that. Um, the other thing was that um, if you ever wanted to open up a door in our community, um, all you had to do was sit down with Cliff Annabelle for a coffee, and he would create that opportunity because he was um, he was very, very connected. He had uh, sat on numerous boards. He was... Uh, um, a counselor for many years in White Rock, and he ran her to Parks and Rec in Surrey. And so, um, again, he, he was um, a very loyal co- a person to our committee, or pardon me, to our community, and he really w- was very committed on making a difference. Well, the time to just bring it back into the hockey realm a little bit, uh, what he was really involved with Surrey, um, maybe you can sort of help paint the picture of what, uh, what it was like at South Surrey Arena. I mean, the players in those days, you mentioned Scott Gomez and Shane Cuss, um, the goalie was Peter Wishloff. Somebody I happen to know is Travis Payne. These were some of the players on, on those teams. What can you tell me about what the, the feel and the atmosphere was like in the rink in those days when Cliff was around? Yeah, it, it was, um, I would define it as electric. Um, in those days, um, it wasn't um, nearly as difficult as it is today to fill your barns. And, and uh, they had some really competitive teams, particularly those two years. It was some really, really skilled players. So, um, um, Cliff often would love to take ownership, um, and rightfully so in terms of um, you know recruiting the appropriate skill level. I think uh, Mark Hollick did most of the work, but uh, Cliff loved to take ownership of it. We used to get a good chuckle of that. But, um, you know, the community was really uh, very committed to supporting that program. And, and as you know, when you win, like those two respective teams did, ultimately winning the RBC Cup was something that the entire community embraced and was very proud of. Big thanks to Ronnie Patterson for taking time this week to talk about Cliff Annable as the BCHL sends condolences to the family and friends of the former Surrey Eagles owner. It's time to wrap up the podcast now, and as always, you can get the latest BCHL results and news at bchl.ca and on social media at GoBCHL. This is Brent Mutis from BCHL Communications. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.